Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, and my guest is Minami Ross, VP of Growth and Marketing at Moogsoft. Minami, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited about this. Engage Your Tribe is brought to you by Tribal Knowledge Podcasting. We are a full-service B2B podcasting agency, and we help brands use podcasting as a fun and efficient way to have authentic, non-salesy conversations with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. You can learn more at tribknowledge.com. So, Minami, tell us about your background in marketing and about Moogsoft. Yeah, of course. I'll start with a little bit of me. So I spent my lifetime, 10 plus years in B2B SaaS, and my main focus has been growth, which I call the little tiny overlap in the Venn diagram that is sales, marketing, and product. So I've dabbled in all of those spaces, and I would say most of what I've been doing has been centered around growth. Been lucky enough to go from Google to a company called PagerDuty through their IPO, and am now lead growth and marketing for Microsoft. Very cool. And, yeah. and tell us all about Moogsoft. Yeah. So Moogsoft is an AI-driven solution for teams to help ensure availability. And so we live in a world right now where everything we do relies on the internet. And there are ops engineers whose job it is to fix those outages before anything impacts us as consumers. And so with Moogsoft, they can have a comprehensive view across all the tools that they need to make sure that nothing goes down and they can catch anything before it becomes a problem. Okay, very cool. So now, as you just mentioned, your main audience are ops engineers. And when we spoke before, you mentioned to me that these this is a group of people that are notoriously skeptical when it comes to marketing and marketing claims. So, So you have to deal with that. What's your strategy for earning the trust of these people? You know, you love, you have to really love trying new things. I, yeah, engineers are the hardest and most fun audience to market to. Mm -hmm. um, strategy wise, I would say, you know, one, no BS, no marketing language. What you're really going for is simple, concise, descriptive language. Um, they can sniff out any marketing fluff. Mm. try to throw at them and really be turned off by that. And so you're really just leading with the bare bones, talking about benefits, talking to them and being, you know, connecting with them emotionally. And I think the second piece would be lead with your product. Any engineer is going to do their own research and the research is usually trying out the product before they buy it, even before they talk to you or raise their hand of any interest. And so make sure you have a product that has a free trial or easy for them to get to so they can really validate on their own. Yeah, and then the last thing, ungate everything. Mm. Your content that you create, it's, you know, the goal of our content, all the work we do is to be helpful and benefit them in whatever way we can. And if you put a wall in front of that, they're just gonna turn away. Yeah. Let them ask the content and let them read it themselves. Why, why is it that engineers are so skeptical when it comes to marketing? Why do you think that is? I mean, I think they're just very practical people, right? Like they know that they're incredibly smart. Like they know marketing exists and they know that fluff exists for a reason. And their job is that they have way too much going on and they're going to validate for themselves or their friends are going to help them validate what's mm -hmm. the right things that they should be looking at. And so, you know, top of the chain of who they're going to go for of referrals is their friends and their community. And yeah. then it's going to be like, you know, external SEO type content, thought leadership, people in their space. And then once they get to know you 
understand you, trust your brand a little bit, then they'll come to you for a little bit more validation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm no engineer, but I, you know, but some of my best friends are, and I mean, these are very analytical people, right? They, they want, they want to know how and why things work. If you make a claim, yep. you know, well, how do you know that? What's the proof for it? Mm -hmm. So I would think that, I mean, tell me what you think. I would think that that's also got to be part of it, that they've just had too much marketing stuff coming at them where they'll be like, well, how, how do you know that? Or how is that so? And then there's no good answer for it. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, the boy who cries wolf many times over. There's so many tools out there focused on engineers. Mm -hmm. You know, they've at this point learned to not distrust, but come with a, a healthy, healthy sense of doubt to any marketing language. And so, yeah, I mean, they're going to they're going to figure it out on their own. And I think beyond engineers, general consumers, we are starting to feel that way. And so it's not it's not just engineers who are starting to feel this way. Yeah, right. That's true. And I think especially in the B2B space, right, a lot of these tools are pretty expensive if you make the call or you're kind of the one pushing for, we really need this platform or whatever, and you spend all kinds of money and it turns out, oh, gee, it doesn't do what it said it was going to do or it's not a good fit. That's There are some consequences there. There can be. Yeah. And they don't have time for that, right? Like, no, engineers don't have time yeah. to like try a bunch of tools give it three months to see if it works and then try something else. Like, we live in a world where, you know, you have 10 minutes maybe to suss out if this works for you, check out the documentation, check the product real quick, sign up, test a couple things. And if it doesn't work, then you move on to the next thing. Yeah. Now you mentioned yeah. one strategy is leading with the product and just mm -hmm. kind of putting it out there, letting people take it for a test drive, so to speak. To what extent do you also uh, spend time and resources on content marketing or on like thought leadership type marketing? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. You have to balance those two mm -hmm. because if you're building brand awareness, if they don't know anything about you, then yeah. how are you going to get in front of them? Um, you have to talk to help create value content that has to do with either their day-to-day -day jobs, how they can, how we can help improve something, how they can just improve something in their day-to-day, -day, really just thought leadership content that they resonate with. And then you have to follow it up with, okay, and then here's this product that's tied to that thought leadership we've been talking about, uh, give it a try, you know, test it out, see if our test drive. Mm -hmm. uh, SEO and thought leadership content is imperative in this space. That is how they come to you. Yeah, right. But like, but as you've been saying before, it can't just be bullshit, right? I mean, it can't. It has to actually <laughs> offer some interesting thoughts or insights, right? Yeah. Give me an example, if you can, of of that kind of content that's worked well for you guys to kind of earn the trust of this skeptical audience? Yeah, I would say, so there's two totally different types of content. One that we just kicked off in the last couple of months is a Twitch stream. So as a podcaster, you appreciate like picked off a Twitch stream for Mooksoft and mm -hmm. it's called Have You Heard? And our engineers just get on there, talk to other people in the space, everything from like building the right culture on their teams to different types of tech to like movies. Yesterday, we just talked to Jeff Atwood, who's the co-founder of Stack Overflow and Discourse. And that just allows us to have a public channel, ungated, that sees us talking about things relative in the space. And just being humans and having engaging conversations. And you, are, you own a podcasting company. Mm -hmm. You understand how important this is in the buying cycle. And then on the flip side, documentation. So in the world of engineering, your documentation and your doc site is actually what I would call like a content 
content piece. And mm -hmm. oftentimes they'll just skip over your marketing site and go to docs. And so 50% of our traffic mm. is new traffic is actually on our docs site. And that's where they're doing the evaluation. And there is such thing as a really cool doc site. Mm. It has to do with how you support APIs, how you write your mm -hmm. content. And that's always something we're working on. Okay, interesting. Well, that sounds like the kind of thing that someone from outside that world, like I'd look at it and be like, what, what's this? Like, I wouldn't spend two seconds on there. But if you're an engineer, you're just like, ooh, yeah. let, me, let me take a look at this good stuff. Yeah, and it's just getting to the brass tacks, right? Like you're just, mm -hmm. you get, again, skipping the marketing yeah. stuff and just getting to how does this work? Does this work for me? Mm -hmm. How can I do that? Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, very interesting. So a couple of quick questions as we wrap up here. First, what's been your main focus in Q1? We've been working on some new messaging and positioning. So as I talk about marketing fluff, we've been doing some deep dive on the moves offside to figure out how do we position ourselves in this market? How do we become just more relevant and interesting to engineers? Can't say anything yet, but I'm excited. We're going to be launching some of that in the next couple of weeks. And so a lot of work on the marketing across all of MOOCs offside to pull that together. Okay, very cool. A second question, what are the top three KPIs that your boss pays most attention to? Yes, well, pipeline and opportunities are the top two. That is, everything we do should lead to that. Mm -hmm. So that is the top two. And then I think what I love about MOOCsoft is, well, those are the quantitative metrics. We also focus on qualitative learnings. And so what do we learn from the experiments that we have? What are the learnings from messaging tactics or email experiments or marketing things that we tried and didn't work. And mm -hmm. what didn't work is just as important as what did work. Mm -hmm. Okay, wonderful. Mm -hmm. And finally, what do you and your team hope to accomplish over the course of this year? Yeah, I think we'd love to see the MoveSoft brand take off across our community. We have a really solid group of users who love us already and would love to see that grow. I would love for my team to try new things, try different tactics, you know, one of my team members is talking about starting a TikTok and generationally, I'm like, I don't understand how that functions, but I'm always <laughs> open to testing new things out. And so always coming with that kind of mindset. And then lastly, like have fun. Fun is actually one of our core values on Moogsoft. And so I think it's important to have fun along the way. Like we work eight hours a day. We spend most of our lives with our coworkers. Let's have fun. Let's have fun. hundred percent right there with you. Well, well, I just had fun speaking with you. So that's yeah, a little bit you. of fun. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at tribknowledge.com. That's T-R-I-B knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged.